0: episode of the why in the middle keith and i kick off the show as we are in awe of what we saw at martinsville specifically what we saw from the one car at martinsville and what we have determined is probably the greatest pass in all of nascar history plus we discuss The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Championship battle between Brad Sweet and David Gravel as we've got the World Finals underway and whether or not Justin Grant can pull off the championship for the USAC Sprint Cars plus big news and happenings in the world of the Xfinity Series as Ty Gibbs just seems to be pissing off everybody after his move on his teammate at Martinsville plus a whole lot more on today's episode of Three Wide in the Middle. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Three Wide in the Middle with me, Thomas Brandon, and Keith Bradley, as always. Keith, how's it going? Oh, what's going on? Oh, not much. Got a lot to cover. lot to cover, like I said in the intro. And uh, before we dive into everything in the hit or miss portion of the show in just a few minutes i i gotta cover something because it was this last weekend watching the cup race i was reminded of a moment that i never thought that i would be reminded of again and let me explain what i mean so you ever have those moments in life where you see something and it's so out of the ordinary it's so crazy it seems so insane that you almost think your mind's playing tricks on you right like you see it and you're like did that actually happen or did i miss something right like a, a great example of this was a couple years ago keith you be an nfl fan you probably remember this in the rams saints nfc championship right where the the rams defender just totally blasted the wide receiver it was one. my son could have seen that that was past interference and they didn't throw a flag and I remember when I saw that I remember thinking like did I miss the flag did I just did my brain shut off for a moment when they threw the flag like what happened Like, there's not a penalty like I I was so taken aback at what I'd saw and the fact that there wasn't a flag I thought something was wrong with me I was like am I getting like I got a concussion syndrome. It's like, what the hell's going on? Like I, they didn't throw a flag. Like I was show, I was so thrown off by that. And the greatest example of this was, was years ago, I was coming back from work. I had worked all night long. It was one, I was at the casino and it was one of those nights that I had done like a 12 hour shift. Right. And so I'm coming home and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. I had gone in the, the night before at like, 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, worked all night, all through the early morning into the late morning. And now it's almost afternoon, right? It's 10 something in the morning. I'm driving home and I'm exhausted. And I would always take these back roads to my house. And, you know, where where we live, we have the what's called the Sutter Buttes. And it's like the, I think it's like the world's smallest mountain range, I think is what it is. If it's not the world's smallest, it's like, america's smallest but it's this little mountain range and it's got these back roads that go through it now keep in mind when i say that these are back roads all right i want you to think of like roads that are obviously not the main roads right they're paved i mean they're they're normal roads but you know they're not crazy busy but it's also they're not Dead. Like people live back there in this area, right? There are houses, although sparse, so it's a lot of big ranches and farms and stuff like that. But people live there. And a lot of people, like myself, drive, you know, uh, on these back roads to these different little towns, like Calusa, Williams, you know, Sheridan, and stuff like that, because we would rather do that than be on the highway. Okay. And I remember I was coming up down this. There's this one stretch, and it's really, really long and it's straight but it's kind of, you're going kind of over these like rolling hills. And I remember I saw something off in the distance and there was a car on the side of the road and it was at the top of one of these little rolling hills. And I remember as I'm looking at it, and as I'm getting closer, cause I'm going like, you know, the speed limit's like 45 or 55 and I'm going, you know, 60, something like that. I remember I'm seeing it and I'm going, what the hell is that? Like what's going on? Like I can see that, you know, the car's on the side of the road and I can see, you know, a couple what looks like a couple people, but they're not working on the car. The hood's not up, right? Like, what the hell? And I'm getting closer and closer. And when I get within about, I don't know, I'd say like 50 yards, I could see that, and although we cuss on this show, I will leave it, you know, to interpretation. I could see two people physically expressing their love for one another in broad daylight in public on the hood of a car like they were in... Their own private room. I mean, they didn't even acknowledge that I was driving by. They, I, they didn't care. And it's not like they were being discreet. We're talking, you know, clothing removed, on the ground, on the hood. Like this was something that you would have thought like you know, it's something you would only see in a movie, right? Like that, that's how absurd it was. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, did I see that? That was that. Was that real? I remember thinking that, right? Because obviously this is all happening very, very fastly. And I remember looking in my rearview mirror being like, no, 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 that's real. Unless my mind is still playing tricks on me, that's real. That actually happened. I say all that because I was, I hearken back to that on Sunday when I saw Ross Chastain do something that I did not know was physically possible, For him to do, for his, you know, Mr. Toad's wild ride on the wall like that was one of the most incredible things that I, not only have I ever seen in racing, that I've ever seen in my life. It was insane. For any of you who have ever been behind the wheel of a race car, not even a race car, just a car and have hit a curb or a wall or bumped into somebody, right? To have the to to know how violent that is, to have the wheels snap out of your hands, and you know stuff like that, right? To feel that, to know that you're going to go into a wall and do it intentionally. I hit a wall in an outlaw cart going about 55 miles an hour. The steering broke on me. All right, I was going, I was running up on the high line. And I'm wide open going into turn one. And we had a video, it was on video. You could actually see my hands turn the steering wheel and the tie rod was broke. The car just went straight into the wall. I mean it just went head on wide open. Bam. Okay. That split second of knowing that I was gonna hit that wall that I wasn't turning, it it feels like an eternity, right? Where it's you're like, I'm gonna hit this and this is gonna hurt. Right. Like that, I I that feeling is horrible. It's sickening because you know that you have no control. To do that intentionally takes a level of stones that I cannot put into words. Right. The man needs a wheelbarrow to carry his stuff around the garage. It was absolutely incredible. And I look, we can debate and we'll talk about it later in hit or miss whether or not stuff like this should be allowed, right? Whether it should be okay. it doesn't matter. Right, it does not to me. It, it's it's irrelevant because the fact of the matter is, is that in that moment, he had the 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 fortitude, right, the husbo, whatever you want to call it, and then also the actual forward thinking to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold it wide open. I'm going to put this on the wall. Let go of the wheel and just floor it and hope for the best. And it worked. It not only worked; it worked like a charm. It was incredible. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And whether you like Ross, Chain or, Ross Chastain or not, whether you are a fan of the Ross Chastain, don't give a fuck tour, which he placed a giant emphatic exclamation point on this last week. At the end of the day, what he did was incredible. And I put it up there with, like I said, some of the greatest things. It's, it's just, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And when I saw it, I Couldn't believe my eyes. I could not believe my eyes. And uh, it was it was awesome. And I have never been more excited for a championship weekend just because obviously, you know, he can't top that. You can't top that. Right. The only thing that would have made that move better was if he had done it to win the championship. But I'm really looking forward to this weekend (laughs) that that dude is a big reason why. Keith, did you see what did you think of that move?
1: Uh, the greatest pass in NASCAR history to date.
0: That's what I, It's it was incredible, dude. It was absolutely incredible. There's I, no other way to say it. There's no, no. other way to say it.
1: <laughs> and and I think insane. it beats, I think it beats the pass in the grass. I mean, when have I you ever too. seen the car, just ride the wall, break the track record, pass five cars and get the playoff spot.
0: Yeah, I do too. And look, I am Dale Earnhardt's my guy, right? Like, like so many other people out there who, spe- especially those of you like, Me who grew up watching NASCAR in that era, right, late '80s, early '90s, through you know through the '90s into the 2000s, right? Earnhardt was your guy. I mean, like you either loved him or you hated him and hated him. And no matter how you felt about him, you respected him. The pass in the grass to me is one of the coolest things ever, especially when you consider how what it was like to drive those cars back then. Keep in mind, then things didn't have downforce the way that we know it. They're not glued to the track like they are today. and it's kind of a misnomer because it wasn't actually a pass. He didn't pass, Bill Elliott. I mean, he, he more or less held on to the position. Nevertheless, it was incredible. But what Chastain did, I'm with you, this last week weekend was so far beyond that because no, nobody, I don't think there's another driver on the track that would have even considered doing that, let alone actually pull the trigger on it and do it.
1: I just think it, the, the onboard video of it is so damn impressive. It's insane. Just to hear him grab that fifth gear and just say, ah, fuck it. Let's go. Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> just wide open, let it go. And let's just ride this thing. And it was incredible. When you watch the replay of it, it almost looks like like it, when you're on when you're watching like a DVR video and you hit like fast forward it almost looks like it's fast forwarding because he's going so fast you know he's he's i it it was, it was incredible. I, it just, it was incredible, man. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Other than like, like he, he said,
1: hit the nitrous button and said, all
0: right. <laughs> yeah, man, it was insane. You know, I mean, that's, I do, you know, obviously we can get into the weeds on things and talk like that. You know, if this was the gen six car, I don't think he could have done that. You know, that car would have definitely crumpled and, and got kind of more stuck to the wall. I don't think the, the steering would, you know, I don't think it would have sucked to the wall the way that this car does, um, you know this thing kind of like just hit it and just rode along. You know what I mean. So I I I do think there's that like there's little things to it, but at the end of the day, like you know I've heard all these arguments. It's like who cares? Who cares? It was an insane pass, an insane move, and he's in the final four, which is incredible. I mean we'll, we'll talk more about it later, but you know at the beginning of the of the, the the year, you know after we had seen Trackhouse and especially Ross Chastain have the start to the season that. They had. We talked about him being a potential playoff driver, let alone in the final four. Um, you know, to see those guys where they're at right now is absolutely insane. And to me, there is no more fitting way to make the final four for Ross Chastain than what he did this last weekend.
1: No, I absolutely not. He absolutely had to do what he needed to do and he did it. And I applaud him for doing it and I, I, uh, I don't know what to say to the people that didn't like it or said it wasn't safe or, or it should be a role now. No, it shouldn't be a role. If anything, let, let's applaud Ross Chastain for putting eyes on these playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you, and that's the thing, you know, people talk about it not being safe, whatever, whatever. I, okay. I, Got it. Duly noted. All right. You want to talk about a, a rule in the future or whatever, but whatever. We can talk about that in the future. Don't take away from what it was. And it, the fact is, is that incredible. And a lot of the people who are hating on it are just haters. They're going to complain about whatever. Oh, it absolutely. doesn't matter. We're you know just what, what I mean?
1: Their driver didn't think. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, don't take away from the fact that it was an insane move. It, all the credit in the world to the guy who did it because like i said to to know going into that that you're going to be doing that right to make that split second decision commit to it and then do it pull it off and have it work I, yeah it's insane that well no and another thing, it, it.
1: it it's ross's job to make sure that that team has a chance at a championship yep that's what he gets paid to do mm-hmm. now i just think he needs some a- he needs a he needs a raise after that.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I definitely think he does, too. And um I will probably be getting one would be my guess because, yeah, it was incredible. You know, the craziest thing about it is and, you know, for those of you guys listening, if you haven't heard us talk about it before, me and Keith are both big time into sim racing. In fact, that's how we met. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I, that's what I do for a living is I, I, I am literally a professional sim racer, believe it or not. That's how I pay my bills. And, um, in a lot of the dirt cars, you could do this. You could wall ride and be faster specifically in like the dirt late model. Uh, those instances in the sprint car and the wing sprint car, um uh, where you could basically wall ride, you wouldn't get stuck to the wall, like Chastain did and be faster, but where you could be kind of bouncing off of it, hitting it cons- consistently and be faster. And iRacing racing has made great strides, um, to change the physics and the dynamics so that doesn't happen right because you know it's just you know, everybody's always been crying like hey that's not real no one's going to do that and then <laughs> that and be ross chastain does it and now it's like well apparently wall writing is a real thing
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah you can he, he do basically it. said hold my beer watch <laughs> yeah, it <laughs>
0: exactly he legitimized the sims so uh yeah after that i was like what what are you gonna do i mean <laughs> what are you gonna do so so yeah, that was a uh, that was incredible, man. It was it was amazing and it's going to lead to a uh, a very very fun weekend coming up at Phoenix. Now b- before we dive into that plus the other news that we got going on cuz we do have a bunch of things. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we will cover all of that and more in our hit or miss portion of the show. So stick around. All right. So now it is time for Our favorite portion of the show hit or miss where we cover basically kind of the news topics of the week or things that I come up with things that I see and then I just kind of phrase it into a statement and then Keith and I determine whether we think those statements hit or miss the mark hits the mark means we agree miss the mark means we don't agree so we've got uh leash looks like six of them this week. And we got a couple couple different topics. NASCAR Cup series, Xfinity series, World of Outlaws, sprint cars. We even got a USAC one in here. So uh Keith, my man, are you ready?
1: Let's do it. That's my uh, favorite time of the week.
0: All right. So after last night, which was night one of the World Finals in Charlotte, Brad Sweet has put the pressure back back onto David gravel after he has increased his points lead to 22 for the championship. Does that hit or miss the mark?
1: I think it hits the mark because Brad sweet's going to cause David gravel to be on his game all weekend. Yes. They're, they're, they're not going to be able, they're not going to have the time to struggle. They're not going to have the time to figure out how to make the changes to regain some of that ground. Cause I mean, Snap of the fingers and it could go from twenty-two to forty-two. Yes. Really quick. Yes, and it, it could be could. over really quick. So I, I I think Brad Sweet is yeah. I'm with been,
0: you. I all think all it hits it. the mark too. Um I said last week that I wanted to see how Wednesday night went, that there was two kind of two scenarios that I was that I was kind of playing out in my head. Scenario number one was Brad Sweet has a good night, maintains or even slightly increases his lead. You know, they're off tonight and then they close out Friday and Saturday night, at which point he would go in confident, a little more of a cushion, and would wrap up the championship. Scenario two was David Gravel decreased that lead even more, and now Brad Sweet's got a whole day to worry about, you know, what's going to happen, right? You can kind of get in your own head. Now, he is a professional. He's obviously one of the best, whether or not that would happen. I don't know, but that was kind of my two theories. Um, after watching last night, Sweet looked strong. Gravel had uh, some issues in the feature, um, you know, and uh, did not have, you know, it wasn't a, a horrendous finish, but it wasn't the best finish. Sweet was strong. He was up, you know, running towards the front of the the race the whole night, and he looked good. Um, qualified good, ran good, obviously in the dash. And, um, you know, ended up getting a podium finish, which is what he needs to do. You know what I mean? That's absolutely what he needs to do. Um, Gravel was able to, you know, kind of overcome some stuff that had happened. ended up finishing, I think he finished in the top 10, seventh or 8th or something like that. Um, So not bad, but he needs to be ahead of Sweet at every level. And uh, he wasn't. So I'm with you, man. I think uh, Sweet has put the pressure on Gravel. And he's in he's in the caper now. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna wrap up his uh, his fourth straight championship. In my opinion,
1: and, and I think so too. And, and and to sum it up for the listeners, if Brad Sweet finishes second, David Gravel better be third. Yes, exactly. David Gravel better be in the top five, mm-hmm. not not six. I mean, yep. you can't control how you how you finish, but you can control and manage your race to where you could be there to yeah. have a shot and. He could watch it go up and smoke really fast.
0: Yep. Yep. You're right about that. So, and that track, you know, I was there last year for the world finals and I was shocked at how much the track changed from one night to another. I, I mean, was completely blown away. Um, top five, fastest changing tracks I've ever seen in my life, you know, and I've seen a lot of dirt tracks and I don't just, I'm not talking like on TV. I'm talking like in person. Um, and it Charlotte, Charlotte can change and change, change quickly. So, uh, those guys have to be on top of their game, man. And like you said, if, if, if sweet's finishing third, gravel better be either fourth or second or first, right? He better be (laughs) right behind him or in front of him. So, so yeah, we'll see if sweet can wrap it up. All right. Next one. Okay. So with multiple opportunities to even the score with Ross Chastain at Martinsville and obviously not taking them, Denny Hamlin showed that he's not going to back up all of his talk about settling the score with Ross. Hit or miss the mark?
1: I think it misses the mark. Um, I I don't think he was going to make a big issue at Martinsville because say if he does wreck Ross, and that wreck takes Denny out, then they're both out. Yes, um,
0: that is true. Valid I, point. I,
1: I feel like with Denny, and, and who knows, he may not. He may not get back to him. But I deep down inside think he's going to because I truly think this was Denny's best year to win a championship. To to finally get it and If he don't wreck him at Phoenix, he'll race him hard enough to where it'll eliminate himself from it.
0: Yeah, I. I, I'm so torn on this. I don't know. I know this. When you watched that race at Martinsville, Hamlin was the car to beat. I mean, he was the car to beat for 75% of the race. I mean, he won stage one, he won stage two, like he was the car to beat. And when I was watching, I was like, Denny's going to win this race. He's going to get into the final four. And this is his year. That's what I was thinking through the first 75% of that race. Um, and when he was running door to door with Chastain and he had those opportunities, you know what I mean? And it was funny because if you remember the the one time uh, Denny was on the outside, Ross is down low and Chastain started to pull ahead of Denny and Chastain checked up and would not let Denny fall in behind him. He let Denny go ahead of him because they were saying, hey man, big picture, big picture. Because Chastain just had to finish five five spots within within Denny to, to secure the top four. And he he let Denny go, which was smart on Ross's on Ross's uh, end. So, you know, whether or not that means Denny's not going to do anything, I don't know. I don't know. I will say this. I think the opportunity for Denny to do something has passed. I have a really hard time. And maybe he will. I don't know. Right. And if he does, it's not going to be blatant. But I have a really hard time seeing him wreck one of the top four fighting for a championship. Right. I don't care what the score is to settle. You know, like you know, short of Chastain taking out Denny last week, you know, wrecking his chance or something like that, I just I don't see him doing you know, race him hard, push him up, maybe something like that. He, right, uh, retaliation with the scalpel, as Dill Jr. referred to it, you know, a while back. I maybe right, but I don't see him wrecking him. So I, it'll be interesting to see if those two are close on the track. What happens? Um, I don't think it means that Denny's not going to do anything. I just don't. I just don't you know, know I don't, when I don't, the opportunity is going to present itself.
1: I don't know if he'll go out and flat out wrecking. Yeah, But I, I definitely think he's going to make it hard on Ross. He's going to make it hard for Ross to to even have a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because I don't think. I don't think he'll wreck him just because of the simple fact that it could fall back on Denny next season. Yes. Yep. But <laughs> We've seen crazier things. I mean, hell, we watched Ross Chastain for corner and a half ride the wall. But we did.
0: We did. I don't so. know.
1: i I don't think he'll wreck him. I think he's going to make it really hard on him.
0: Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that too. So speaking of wall uh wall riding and Ross Chastain, after an incredible move by Ross Chastain with his wall riding pass. NASCAR should put a rule in place penalizing those moves going forward. Does that hit or miss the mark?
1: I think it misses the mark. There there should not be a rule against it. I mean, how, how could you even justify making it a rule? And, and hell, they can't police the rules they got now.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I don't...
1: They're probably going to think everybody anticipates them making one. As a fan, I say no. Why? Why make a roll? I mean, how would you even word it? Yeah. Um, it just—I'm not a fan of it. I love the move personally. It brought more excitement to that Martinsville race. Out of both races that we've seen there, yeah. Because outside of that, it was still boring as hell.
0: Yeah. Um, they needed about a hundred and. 25 laps on the tires right like that's what they that's what nascar yeah yeah, that's what nascar should have done they should have said hey you guys go out and practice on friday you're all going to run like four sets of tires and put like 100 laps on each set of tires and then those are the tires you're going to use on sunday for the race like that's what they should have done then it would have been a pretty good race Uh, i I
1: completely agree (laughs) completely agree yeah i just i don't i I find it hard to make a roll I i do too and and for that situation
0: you know It's so unique because there's very few, you can count on one hand the number of tracks that that move would even work at. Martinsville just happens to be one of them, right? you're not going to be using it at those bigger tracks especially when when you've got the safer barrier in place those the way that those safer barriers work it's going to hook that car you're going to get stuck to it not only that this is not something like the you can go out with the intention of all right man 500 miles of riding the wall like it's your car is going to break that we've all talked about the the tow links and drag links on those cars they're very very fragile you know what i mean it's not like chastain could have done that for for two or three laps it was a one shot deal So I'm with you. I don't think NASCAR needs to make a rule. I think they will. Right. But I don't think they need to. Um, And it's going to. And what I foresee is, is if they do make a rule on it, it's going to lend it. It's going to end up causing some future controversy, you know, one day down the line where someone's going to advance a position and they were on the wall, right? And it wasn't ch- intentional. They Maybe maybe they just messed up and got hit, you know, got up there and got, got sucked to it and they advanced and now all of a sudden it's a penalty, right? When it had never been a penalty before. You know, I it's just, to me, it seems like it's going to open up more problems than it solves. So yeah, I'm with you. They should not be, should not be creating a rule on that. All right, next one up, we're going to stick with the NASCAR side of things here after answering the bell for the second time, this playoffs, Christopher bell, second time in a row, did it go into the round of eight. Now did it for the final four back against the wall gets the win and is proving that this is his season, his Cinderella season to win the championship. Does that hit or miss the mark?
1: I think it hits the mark. Um, and, and I say that, and it takes me back to 2014. We've seen the same thing with Kevin Harvick. Yep. He, he'd he get back stuck in a corner. He'd fight his way out, and he'd win, advance. And I see the same thing with Christopher Bell. Um, And I say that because he outdrove the rest of the four. He did. He and, did. And they need to be a little, little worried going into Phoenix, because I, I think out of the four... I like Christopher's chances more. Now, am I picking him doing it? I'm not. I just like his chances more.
0: Yeah, we'll do our picks later on where we think those four are going to finish. I'm with you. Um, What he did was incredible. You know what I mean? Had Ross Chastain not done what he did, I would have opened the show talking about Christopher Bell's Cinderella season, especially these playoffs, because what he has done has been nothing short of spectacular. And when you talk about drivers with, you know natural gifts raw talent whatever you want to call it that, that you know you know obviously is you know skills you can learn and anybody can get better at stuff right but we've talked about like raw talent before right you know Kyle Kyle Larson is an example of raw talent Tony Stewart right you know, uh, Brian Clawson, right? Like those guys who you watch him and you can just see, you're like, okay, that guy's different. Christopher Bell is also in that category where you could put the dude in just about anything and he can drive it, whether it's asphalt, dirt, like it doesn't matter. And he has shown this season that, like you said, when his back's against the wall, like he's at his best. And this is a kid who has won in everything and you know going into this week you know he has shown that look when when you gotta when you gotta go all in when the chips are down he can come out on top so i'm i'm really liking his chances at the championship um he is you know to me it's to me it's a two it's a two-man race i think there's two people that i like the most out of the four for the championship and he's one of those two so uh Yeah, I'm with you, man. It seems like it almost seems like a season of destiny for for Christopher Bell, the way it's been going. All right. Next up. After. Oh, no, not after. Excuse me. Wrong one. Uh, I was combining two. There we go. Okay, so Ty Gibbs race winning move on teammate Brandon Jones at Martinsville was dirty. Hit or miss the mark.
1: It definitely hits the mark.
0: Yeah, that was a dirty
1: move. What in the fuck? Was, such a was Ty Gibbs dirty thinking, move. Yeah. What was he thinking? You're talking about putting your back against the wall and you got a win to advance. He just put his own back against the wall. Yeah. Because now he's got a heavy fight on his hands with the junior motorsports guys. And if I'm Brandon Jones, I'm gonna get him when it hurts, and that's in that's that's this weekend
0: yeah it was i'm
1: going to race him really hard i'm going to get loose underneath him and and make contact with him if i'm brandon jones that was the dumbest thing i think i've seen all season
0: yeah i i'm with you man i did not like it um you know how
1: could you like it
0: yeah and you know and i would have to go back and really look at it i didn't i don't know what the point situation was you know i don't follow the xfinity stuff like i do the cup ty gibbs
1: was locked in by the way
0: that's what i thought you know what i mean like as far as as far as i knew he was locked in not only was he locked in but brandon jones was not in the the top eight he got eliminated in the round of 12 i want to say
1: no brandon jones had to win martinsville to lock himself in the championship oh
0: did he okay 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 so um, either way. Yes. I knew that. I, I thought Ty Gibbs was locked in. Yeah. To take, and to take out your own teammate when you don't have to get in, I understand a wins a win, but there, that's just one of those things. Selfish. Like, dude,
1: so, selfish.
0: yeah. You know selfish. what I mean? To me, that says more about you as a person than anything. That's one of those things that I file away as a red flag and on a, on a personal level. Right. Yeah. That's what that's that's just that's just one of those things when you see that you're like, you know what, man, that's just wrong. You know, it's like if you like you we've you know, we all have that friend or that or maybe it's an acquaintance or a person that we know, right, who does stuff. And it's like, you know, that's not cool, right? Like, you know, maybe they steal, you know, you go to a store and they steal a shirt, right? It's like, no, it's only fifteen dollars. Yeah, but you know what, man, you stole it. It's not the. I don't care that it's only fifteen dollars, and, and Walmart's got billions. That's not the point. The point is, is that you saw no problem in stealing something that's not yours. Like to me, that's a red flag. You nope. wrecked your own teammate in a situation where you did not. You did not have to do that. You he wins. You guys are. Bo- you're already in, man. And now you've not only, like you said, Keith, put yourself in an even worse situation. You screwed your teammate in the process. So, yeah, I'm with you. It was a horrible move.
1: And I think what makes it sit even harder with me is right before he wrecked him, he tried moving him and it took out the 18. Yeah. His other teammate. Now, I get it. Grandpa's company. Let's throw that out of the damn window for a second. As a driver and you wreck your teammate, you're working out of the same fucking shop. How do you walk through that front door and look at everybody in the faces? Yeah. Because you can only say sorry so many times.
0: Yep. Well, and not only that, but I don't care if it is Grandpa's company. Grandpa was a football coach for a very long time. And to me, the greatest thing about football, um, it's one of the reasons why I think high school football is actually important for for uh people in terms of like learning things learning lessons about life is because you, the collective is sacrificing for some, you know for a greater good for a greater goal yeah. to me it's the ultimate team sport it's the ultimate team game and you know there's no way coach gibbs is just like gonna overlook all the years of that being like oh no no it's my grandson that's okay like i mean i would think even to him he's like what the Are you doing man? Like really,
1: you know, and and like just a little bit ago. You go from having one chance at your team winning the championship to two really quick. Just let let him go. Mm -hmm. Let him go, let him get the win. You both advance through. Now you can work with each other. Now keep in mind Brandon Jones, where's he going next year? Junior Motorsports. Yep. Yep. It and I I applaud Brandon Jones for taking the higher road. He mm-hmm. could have. He could have made a big ordeal about it. Yes, on the he could play have, and he didn't.
0: He did. Yeah, he showed a lot more maturity than than. Uh, yeah, than Ty Gibbs did in that situation. And,
1: and there was a video came out of the interview with Brandon Jones, and no Gregson walked past him behind him and said, "Go kick his ass." Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean that says a lot yeah. when a Final Four guy yeah. says that about another Final Four guy. Yeah, Ty I, Gibbs, I think, shot himself in the is, foot.
0: That is such a Noah Gregson. Uh, it is. That's, that's so. Good on, that's so on brand for Noah Gregson. <laughs> you
1: want to talk about somebody keeping it one hundred? That and, dude. <laughs> I and, love that guy. And not to keep beating the tie drum. Tide Gibbs drum. Yeah. Another issue I got with it is on XM Radio. He said, "Well, people hated God or Jesus." It's like, dude, no, you, no, 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 yeah, we're okay. crossing lines here.
0: Okay, Steve Jobs, right? Like, come on, dude, get off yeah, your well, high I horse. Guess, Remember those um, marketing campaigns where it's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Gandhi, Muhammad Ali, me? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. come on, get down, easy, t- guess, easy, there, Gibbs. You I people hating
1: Jesus, really? <laughs> during the the media day today, Ben Rhodes had a microphone and asked, "I Gibbs, can you walk on water?"
0: Yeah, I see. I would have had to have said something smart ass like that, too. Like, come on, man. What, Like, really, and, what are we doing?
1: And before we get off the subject. We we all speculate Ty Gibbs is going to the 18. Yeah. Well, if you're Denny Hamlin or if you're Martin Truex Jr., what are, you, what are you sitting back thinking?
0: Yeah. That's that's one of those things to me that I would have to I would have I to the like Ty, right yeah, away. If,
1: if something happens and Ty doesn't get the ride, it'll it'll point back to this.
0: Yeah, but I actually think one of the reasons why he might get the ride is, and this is me, pure speculation, what I would do if I was in that situation. If I was managing that cup team, I would actually want to get Ty Gibbs into that car so he could be around Truex and Denny and I'd be like, hey, you two, make sure he straightens his shit out. Get this Let's, let's get this kid on track, right? Like that's what
1: I would want. And unfortunately for Ty, if he pulls his shit in the cup series, he's going to get humbled really quick.
0: Yeah. It's a big difference between this and and
1: the Xfinity. I I could say there's five guys on one hand that that'll put him in his place pretty fast.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I'm with you on that. All right, moving on. So sticking with the Xfinity series, With eight wins on the season, Noah Gregson is the favorite to win the championship this coming weekend at Phoenix. Hit or miss the mark?
1: I think it hits the mark. I mean, Noah's been really, really fast. I've been very impressed by Noah this season. Um, He's matured a lot. He's got to figure out the puking thing after wins. But from what it sounds like, he holds his breath the last little bit. Um, I mean, how can he not be the favorite?
0: I'm with you. I've really liked what I've seen from him this season. Um, I actually think that it's going to be, you know, my pick is is Noah Gregson to win it.
1: Um going to come down to the 9 and the 7.
0: I, You see, I think it's going to come down to the 9 and the 8. I think it's going to be Gregson or Barry. That's my... Nine,
1: pick. 7 and 8.
0: Yep. <laughs> I, I I really do. I think, you know what I mean? I, I really do. I think it's going to be one of those two. I, I would it's kind of sucks because I would love to see either one of them. win. I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan, I would love to see him win the championship, but I'm also a huge Josh Berry fan. When you look at his story and how he came up through the late models and stuff like that, like I'm just a huge fan of, of him and I would love to see him win the championship as well. I mean, obviously his, his story is already incredible, but you know, either one of those guys I'll, I'll be happy with.
1: And I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I I think it'll come down. I know um, Justin Allgaier's really fast at Phoenix. And Justin Allgaier, it wouldn't nice shock fast. me if he won neither. It wouldn't. But Dale Jr.'s also been hiding this secret gem from everybody, and his name's Josh Berry. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he'll have a real good chance. But I just think Noah's got a bunch of momentum coming mm-hmm. into this weekend to where, where – um, It'll catapult him to the championship and not to mention that him and his crew chief are both moving to the cup series. And I think they're going to leave the Xfinity series on a big bang.
0: I, I think so too. Like I said, that's my pick to win it. You know, if I would, if I had to bet on, on a driver, it would be him. So yeah, I do, I do think it's hard to, to not say that he's the favorite. Cause like you said, he's had a phenomenal season. He's got, I, he's got, you know, eight wins, which is, I think the next closest is five. He's won like eighteen stages, or so. I mean, like he's like the next closest. He's doubled like the next closest driver when it comes to stage wins. Like he's just been, he's been so good this season. So yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, last one. We're gonna wrap it up with the USAC Sprint Cars. They close out their season this weekend at Paris Speedway down in Southern California. They got tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday night. So, although he is 83 points behind Justin Grant for the championship, Brady Bacon has a legit chance to win the US Expert Car Championship this weekend at Paris. Hit or miss the mark?
1: Ooh, damn it. That's a freaking hard one. Um,
0: hmm. I'm going to say it hits the mark. Okay, how so? Elaborate, please.
1: (laughs) I just feel like. Justin Grant's really fast. Justin Grant's been really fast this season.
0: He has been. He's been incredible.
1: And I think I think he I think he's got what it takes this season to to dethrone Brady Bacon. Yeah, he does. I'm with I you. I get that Brady Bacon's been very consistent inside the top five, the top 10. But when, when the cream rises to the top, Justin Grant's usually pretty close to the top.
0: He is. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I think it misses the mark. I, Brady Bacon obviously has a chance to win it. Let's, I mean, I automatically yeah. obviously he has a chance and look, you know, he could go out and have an incredible weekend, get three straight wins and, and, and do it. Um, I just think, you know, barring some kind of catastrophe, right? I think it's Justin Grants to lose. He's he's going to get the championship. Um, you know, 83 points is a good-sized lead. As long as he's making the feature each night, you know, he should be fine because it's 70 points just to win. Obviously, they got heat race points and stuff like that, but, you know, I think it's Justin Grants to lose. He's been incredible all season. Now, you know, the old macho man, he is a, you know, former champ. Like you said, you know, he's awesome in those things but i think it's justin grants to lose and uh yeah it was not going to surprise me next week if we're sitting here and and justin grants got the sack championship
1: it wouldn't surprise me if we were talking about jg or brady yeah it no it wouldn't
0: it wouldn't if brady it, goes out and has a couple of phenomenal lights and and gets it yeah. and he could mm-hmm. and he
1: really could the, the only reason why i said it it hits the mark is to be different
0: yes oh right? yeah of course i mean gotta um, gotta go against the grain,
1: <laughs> Yeah. But at times, I mean it's it's so hard to not pick Justin Grant. Yeah. Yep, I mean he's is. been he's had a stellar year. I mean, let's be honest here. This is he his has. by far best season in USAC competition in his career.
0: Oh no, it, it is. Uh, by far. Yeah, you know, if you look at um the the season that he has had in the sprint cars, it's been insane. I mean, you know, you can make an argument. I mean, we've actually seen two of the two of the most incredible seasons in USAC when you look at Justin Grant's sprint car season and Buddy Kofoid's midget season. Like, I mean, we're yeah. they really? It's it is two of the the better USAC seasons we've seen. So yeah, I'm with you, man, on Justin Grant. Yeah, he's had an incredible year, and I think he's going Wait. to uh, be bringing home the championship
1: and I'm going to be bold here. I I think he's going to win the championship and I think he's going to wrap up the midget championship too. I think he's going to beat out buddy. Kofoid for That's It's it's going to be hard.
0: uh, That is a, that is a bold prediction, man.
1: It's going to be hard with a handful of races left, but
0: yeah, they've got,
1: I really think these RMS guys are going to have something to say about Keith Coons at the end.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah I mean if he does it man that's gonna be one of the most incredible comebacks ever you know they've got they've got seven races left Baker, they got yep. the California swing Bakersfield placerville three nights Merced two nights, and then they finish off in ventura um and the crazy thing is though is that three of those seven are not normal points nights so two of them are just appearance points only and one of them is just Feature points only. So, I mean, he he's got can do it.
1: more points to find, and I think yeah. he's going
0: to. Well, you can do that, right? But Like we said, it's what, is it 70 to win, so he can do it. Well, I can tell you right now, he comes back from that and wins. That'll be, I, yeah.
1: Justin be, Grant was on fire when they were in California last year. He does
0: good, man. He does good in, in California. He does.
1: And he's, he won the last midget race before this break here.
0: Yep. Yep. So... All right, so that's going to do it for the hit or miss portion of the show. And before we wrap things up today, we're going to discuss our championship prediction. So we're going to basically me and Keith are going to predict our top four. So we're going to start off with who we think is going to win the championship, then second, third and fourth. We'll go in ascending order. So we'll start off fourth place, third place, first place second place and then first place who we think is going to win the championship. So Keith, you ready? You know, your championship for Uh, maybe we'll see. (laughs) All right, then. So who do you think is going to, who do you got finishing in fourth
1: place? For all you case, Elliott fans, I'm sorry but this is the year <laughs> where he finishes fourth.
0: I, I actually like that.
1: I, I just him getting jumped this week by the rest of the three. Uh, the, the one has been consistently faster than the nine, the 20 and the 22. Well, they may not have been so fast this year, but they're finding it at the right times. Yes. And I, I think Chase Elliott's going to struggle at Phoenix this this weekend. hmm Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I just pissed off that whole fan base. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Uh. For me, I, I've actually got my fourth place driver is going to be Joey Logano. I actually think Joey Logano is going to finish fourth. That would be my pick for fourth place. All right. So who do you got finishing in? Third place. Uh, That's where I got Joey Logano. That's where you got Joey Logano. Okay. So, Joey Logano. All right. Well, for me, my third place is Chase Elliott. So, it looks like we just got ours flipped down there on the bottom. Um, I'm with you. I think Chase is going to get jumped by those guys. Um, I think he's going to finish, you know, he'll... Finish third, top third or top three, excuse me, at the point. So yeah, that's mine. All right. So who do you got? Who's your second place driver in the championship?
1: Well, got Christopher Bell finishing Christopher second. Christopher
0: Bell. All right.
1: I know he's riding a big wave of momentum, but there's somebody riding a bigger wave behind him.
0: I am 100% with you um because I've got the exact same thing. I've got Christopher Bell finishing second as well. Um I'm I'm with you. I think Ross Chastain's going to win the championship, man. I think the dude's going to win think it. So
1: too. And, and and I'm going to give a brief reason why. 2014 we saw Kevin Harvick revitalize his whole career with Stewart-Haas. Mhm. And I'm not going to say people doubted the four, but they overlooked the four. Same way with the one. When it counted, that team was was there. Yep. And I see the same thing with Ross. When it's on the line, the one is there consistently. May not have all the wins to show for it, but he has consistently been faster than the 20, the 22, and the nine. Unfortunate yeah. circumstances in some races, seen him crash out, but I think I think he pulls it off. I really do. I really think I'm Ross, with you. The whole NASCAR world, and they pull the Stuart Haas from two thousand fourteen, new team, new driver, new crew chief. Um, I think I think they get it done. Yep,
0: yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's funny because a, a couple a week or two ago. I was doing some work on the computer and, you know, I've talked about this before. A lot of times I'll have podcasts that I'm just listening to kind of in the background while I'm working, or I'll have like YouTube, um, videos playing in the background. A lot of times that's how I'll get, you know, different news topics, whether it's racing news or whatever. And, um, I was listening to a video while i was working and uh, another one came on after it and it was done by i might be screwing up the channel name but it was like iceberg or the iceberg or something Yeah. yeah the iceberg he had done a video on drivers nascar drivers that deserved a second chance and it was people like you know steve park greg biffle you know guys like that jack sprague you know people like that But then there was one in there that this guy had said about, he said, Ross Chastain. Now keep in mind, this video was done at the beginning of 2022. It was at the beginning of this year. And the guy said, put Ross Chastain in Hendrick equipment and you'll see him competing for a championship. It was, you know, something along, you'll see him competing up front. And the guys, the guy who does the show was like, I don't think Chastain is that level. I see him as an Alex Bowman, someone who's in that sixth place you know, to to 10th place consistently like that level. And I remember when I heard that, I kind of laughed because I was like, you know, it's funny, you know, at, when he ran for Ganassi, you know, we didn't think nothing of it. And then, you know, this year coming out, we talked about it. We've been talking about Chastain the whole year, man, and have been nothing but impressed with what the dude has done. He's had his moments where he's had, you know, obviously where he's needed to pull his head out his ass. He's done some dumb shit, but, You can't knock the talent. And I did, you know, if you guys remember, I did the rant on him where I talked about the narrative of Ross Chastain was already written and it was going to be determined on what results happened. If he had gone out, if he goes out and flames out, doesn't get the finishes, doesn't get those wins, right? Doesn't make it to the final four. He was going to be immature, too aggressive, can't figure it out, can't get his shit together. And I said if he goes out and he gets those wins, he competes for the championships, it's going to be die hard, puts it on the line, you know, nobody cares more, right? And that's where we're at right now. We're at that point where it's literally make or break time. Now he's already had so much success that there's no, you know, there's no denying the dude has got talent is obviously dedicated i mean we we spent the first 20 minutes of the show in awe at the movie pulled in martinsville so i mean there's no reason to rehash that but i i'm with you keith i think what that what track house has done this year has been literally nothing short of incredible right i mean it's it's been incredible what they have accomplished um, although Chastain has had the better season, you, even Daniel Suarez, like his year was amazing, right. You know, for him to compete the way that he did this season, you know, there was a lot of times he had just as much speed as, as Ross did. And, you know, he didn't get the finishes, but he was there. I mean, those guys going forward are going to be legit threats for years to come. Like, I mean, it it's, it, this is not a flash in the pan. I think, I think you're seeing something where you're going to be looking at this team for years to come. I you mean, know, are, are they gonna be part of that, you know, NASCAR royalty when it comes to teams, right? Are they gonna reach the Hendricks, the Gibbs, the you know, that level? But I don't know. I mean, it took those guys years to get to that level. But right now, they're competing with them and they're doing a good job. And I'm with you. I think this weekend we're gonna see Ross Chastain win the championship. Because I gotta tell you, man, when you look at just Pure drive and emotion, right? I'm not sure I would take another driver over Ross Chastain, right? Like I said, at this moment when the chips are down, maybe in a very, maybe in very specific situations, you know, I might take Denny or some, you know, a couple other drivers just based on the situation, right? Last few laps, Denny Hamlin, second place, trying to track down the leader to win his his championship. I'll take Danny in that situation, just because just because of the situation. But going into the weekend, there's not too many people that I would rather ride with over Ross Chastain. I'm with you. He's on a he's on a roll right now. The dude's got the confidence, and I don't think there's anything the man won't do or try to win. And that's what you got to have to go into to, in in this format.
1: And he definitely showed at Martinsville yes. what he is willing to do. He's yep. willing to put it all on the line. Yep. And that's my kind of driver. Yes. I like those guys. That that I mean, we seen Briscoe roll the dice and and
0: he stay took out. His, yep,
1: took his shot, man. He took his shot, his one and only shot. And and I'm not gonna say it failed because he still finished decent. Yes, but it failed because he didn't make the final four.
0: Yes, Ross but he took had to do it. road.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then you. Flip over to Ross. We seen mm-hmm. him beat and bang with Denny for a little bit, yep. and then was like, "Ah, oh, we'll just let him go. I'll get him back in a little bit." Mm-hmm. And and we did. I mean, he could have easily wrecked Denny right then and there, and he and he didn't. Yep. And I think I think it's all going to come full circle. We seen the rug ripped out from underneath Ross's feet with the Ganassi stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent Marks took a Brent Marks. Justin Marks yeah. took a shot on him and and I think this is a shot that that he needed and they're being overlooked, underlooked, however you want to put it, just like the 4 team did.
0: Yep. And it's uh it's paid off so far and uh hopefully it'll be uh it'll be completed this weekend. So, so yeah, those are our picks. Me and Keith both got Ross winning. Christopher Bell second and then we're flipped on the third and fourth. He's got Joey Logano and Chase Elliott. I got Chase Elliott and Joey Logano. So those are our championship picks. All right. so before we wrap up this week's show we're going to close things out with our goat of the week. So Keith who is your goat of the week?
1: So my goat of the week hasn't even raced in a couple weeks but the goat is going to make another return. My go to the week is Jimmy Johnson for stepping up and being co-owner of petty GMS.
0: I like it. That's a good one, man. That was big news that came out. Yeah, I actually, I really like that, man. I like that. I thought that was really cool when I saw that, um, for him to, to do that, um, getting back involved. I think it's, I think it's awesome, man. I really do. Yeah,
1: I think I think it's going to help that team. Watch out. It I should it.
0: help that team, yeah. Yeah, it should. That should definitely be a, a huge help. Um, you know, it I mean obviously Jimmy Johnson the, the man is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seven-time champion. So, but yeah, I think it's cool just to see him, you know, knowing that he'll be around the sport for, you know, years to come as an owner i think is um incredible you know to uh
1: well and and another reason why i'm going to make him my go to the week and it goes to that whole organization from uh the gms folks and the petties for i don't know what kind of deal they made with him mhm but it's going to bring a lot of money to that team because it's going to have the jimmy johnson name on it and 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 racing money talks yes, it does, it does, um
0: yeah, I so I like that one, I really do um my my go to the week, I mean, we've already talked about we you know we talked about Christopher Bell and Ross Chastain, I mean, I could have picked one of them, and it'd been really, really simple, um for me, my goal of the week is in a little bit of a different direction. And it's strictly just based on the fact that when you talk about the life of a racer, I don't think anybody, uh, anybody illustrates it more. There's, there's always, I've always said that there's two people who illustrate the life of a race car driver. The best one of them is Ken Schrader, right? If you could live the life of a dirt track racer, you know what I mean? Like just, Hey, I'm going to race until I'm literally like 60 years. I'm just going to keep on racing. Cause that's what I do. It's like, it's Ken Schrader, right? The dude still run a modified. So we'll run until the day he dies and it's awesome. And he could hop into any car he wanted to and be competitive. You know, it's awesome. Uh, the other guy who just illustrates the life of a racer to me is Tony Stewart. And for him to go out and make his NHRA debut, in a freaking top fuel draxer. It's not like he went out in the pro stocks. Okay, he picked the biggest and the baddest and made his debut and did well. Like it's not like he just you know went out there did a a qualifying run and like couldn't cut. You know, the dude did well. Um, he's my go to the week. I just for for someone to do that, it's so incredible what that guy has done in what he can do. And look, you can, there's people out. Cause I've heard people like, well, you're just driving straight, dude, you have those cars. I watch the inside of one of those cars, man, you're doing 300 miles an hour. You're doing a quarter mile. in Literally just a handful of seconds. And it's so fast, right? Like just to get your hand up, to pull the damn parachute after you cross the line is a chore. So, That's my go to the week. I was completely impressed with what he did. Yeah. And it's just so Tony Stewart to just be like, you know, I'm going to go race NHRA now. You know, it's just like, well, sure. Why not? You've raced everything else. Why wouldn't you race NHRA? Just makes sense. Sure. So yeah, that's my go to the week, Tony Stewart. So, all right, well, that's going to do it all for this weekend. All right. So quick note, we will be back next week. Um, As we obviously got, you know, some championships to wrap up and discuss, we'll have the outlaw championship for the sprint cars and the late models, late model championships already, already wrapped up and in the bag, but we got the sprint cars with sweet and gravel. We got obviously the cup series and the Xfinity series to talk about USAC sprint cars that we'll have to be talking about. And so a bunch of stuff to cover next week. And then after that, we will be going to our rotating. Well, we will be going every other week. Um, you know, we got the holiday season coming up wintertime. Things are dying down. We Obviously got indoor season coming up, but we won't need to be talking every week about that. So the next week we'll be back to put a big bow on, on all the championships wrapping up and getting ready for, for the off season. So Keith, my man, have a good weekend. Try to get some sleep with the baby. How how is Bristol
1: doing? She doing good? Doing good. They just actually got back from the doctors just a little bit ago. Nice. Everything's
0: doing well. Nice. Nice. Glad to hear it, man. Glad to hear it. So, yeah. Get some rest, man. Get some rest and uh, enjoy the racing this weekend. All of you out there, please do the same. Like, download, share, subscribe, all that other good stuff. Leave us a rating and review uh five stars if you want if not who cares just leave us a review feedback is a gift so enjoy your weekend of racing i know i will and do that we'll be back here next week to do it all over again so as always have a great weekend take care